All right, welcome to today's podcast. I have a uh, guest that has over 30 years of waste management uh, expertise, right? That's correct. Paul, yeah. Paul Roach, welcome. Uh, good morning, welcome. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, be good to, uh, you know, give 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 um, give you my position on waste management globally and some trends. But uh, yeah, good to be here. Great, great, great. So, uh, waste. How did you get into the waste business, so to speak? Interesting. Uh, you know, thirty plus years ago, um, I graduated from university with a government and politics degree, uh, and did that through a municipality in the UK. And I got thrown into the the waste management department of the municipality. Yeah. Uh, and basically, got a um, a real interest early on in waste. It was predominantly municipal solid waste collections, treatment and disposal, uh, mm -hmm. in the UK. Um, and then the waste management marketplace shifted back in the 80s, where it was privatised. So a lot of yeah. the waste management industry went out to private sector. I jumped on the private sector bandwagon. And I've never looked back, so uh, it's given me a great career. Yeah. Uh, I've managed to travel the world extensively, uh, and I feel as though uh, I have a bit of a, uh, a, a sort of penchant now for waste management globally yeah. um, and trying to introduce greater, more improved methods of working and trying to develop economies in, in areas of the world where perhaps infrastructure is lacking. Mm-hmm. So I guess the uh, the waste business can, can you call it a business or what do you, what do you it, call it, it? It's certainly a business, and there's a whole <laughs> yeah. range of waste from you at home generating municipal yeah. waste and throwing it out in the trash, yeah. through to running your own industry or business where you have manufacturing and you have uh, some form of waste that you generate. Yeah. So it's a, a blend between private and public sector yeah. waste producers. Um, a lot of my work in the last sort of 10 years or so has been focused on the oil and gas industry mm -hmm. uh, and trying to resolve some difficult waste management issues onshore and offshore for international oil and gas yeah. or international oil and gas companies. So I guess the, the you know the the waste business has changed a lot since since the 80s. Uh, <laughs> Extremely guess, yeah. so. Uh, look, <laughs> um, the whole uh, shift in waste management now uh, from the point of uh, reliance on just traditional methods of disposal previously where you would just discard waste. Waste is now a resource. Waste has an intrinsic value potentially mm -hmm. and it's all about harnessing that value and trying to put to good cause uh, what you were previously just discarding and throwing away. Mm -hmm. and, and we've obviously seen through the Blue Planet uh, mm -hmm. TV yeah. series, the plastics in the ocean debate. Yeah, That's just yeah. one item to debate on waste you know plastics in the ocean plastics in the river mm -hmm. is problematic but there's problems with a whole host of different waste composites around the globe so plastic is just one of them mm -hmm. but as i said it's a resource uh people are wanting to add value to waste and yeah. therefore, you're looking at alternative solutions and alternative treatment technologies. Yeah, because the biggest problems, I I guess, is is from the third world countries, right? Or, so, or yeah. am, am I wrong? The underdeveloped countries, unfortunately, mm. don't get the investment infrastructure that the yeah. Western world would have. Um, however, my uh, speciality is going into those territories where oil and gas is often found in underdeveloped territories. Mm -hmm. Then there needs to be an infrastructure developed to support a health and safety conscious waste management client yeah. uh, like the big oil and gas. Um, but what I try and do is utilize that oil and gas waste management service by trying to create 
a new economy, a new infrastructure mm. in a part of the world where perhaps jobs are not so um, viable. And mm -hmm. we try and create that economy by using waste as that tool uh, to create jobs and infrastructure. Yeah. So how does it really work? Do you, you just go because you're, you're working. You're working for a company called Lamour, right? Correct. Yeah. So so how does Lamour get involved? Of let's say some country around the world, you just go there and <coughs> yeah, because you, you can't can't just fly in and no, say I'll, I'll deal it, with your your waste. It's quite a structured approach. Uh, Lamour, as you suggest, uh, is uh, oil and gas services and oil spill response company exactly, so yeah. by nature of its core business of oil spill response equipment and emergency services mm -hmm. uh, they're in touch with the oil and gas sector mm -hmm. and a natural progression for that uh, oil spill response was if you if there is an oil spill you're generating waste how do you deal with that waste <coughs> so by nature of getting involved in the oil spill you fall into the lap of a waste management service where you have to uh, develop relationships with the client and ultimately tender and bid for that service. All right. yeah. So it's a formal process where yeah. it's transparent, it's a procurement exercise, <coughs> but you obviously have to target areas where uh, there's new advancement in oil and gas. Mm -hmm. And obviously Lamour has established businesses throughout the world, very strong in South America in waste management. Mm -hmm. So I assist them uh, on that continent as well as developing other territories around the globe where my skill set in terms of uh, utilizing waste as a resource and doing things compliantly, quality service with health and safety in mind, uh, you know, I pitch up with uh, international oil and gas and try and it sounds like a, It sounds like a lot of work until you can you know start picking up the trash so to speak it is it, 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 mm. it's a slow burn yeah. uh, the procurement processes tend to take a little time yeah. uh, and you go through various phases from exploration in oil and gas mm -hmm. where they're just testing the water to see if there's any uh, raw material there through to the development stage and full operations mm. so you can be working with a client for quite a number of years mm. where they're still developing an oil field both onshore and offshore yeah. uh, but then once that oil has been secured and identified you then are with them for a longer period of time through full production and that could be 20 30 40 years uh in advance so yeah yeah so why do you think the 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 field you're in and the waste management business is is important to the world or the countries and, and of course we all know that trash is, is bad so to speak but what do you think about the the whole process yeah, and waste in general is a pollutant if mm. it's not handled properly it's going to harm the environment it's going to pollute the environment it's going to cause i would call it an environmental wart if you don't deal with it it's going to grow bigger and bigger and what are we going to do we're going to leave it till uh, it explodes or leave it for other generations to clean up so there's, I think we're compelled, you know, as human beings to protect and preserve our environment. Mm -hmm. And if waste is not managed correctly, then there's an impact there. We have to mitigate that impact by putting in a solution as early as possible to mitigate any future impacts down the line. Mm -hmm. uh, so certainly it contributes to saving the planet in terms of, we talked about just about plastics in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Again, if wastes aren't managed properly in a certain region, those wastes could find themselves in other rivers, on land, uh, impacting uh, groundwater, uh, yeah. contaminating that way. 
and you know there's health impacts there's environmental impacts there's many impacts if not so is there any any other global problems that that your work solves so to speak of course the you know the the waste is 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 a big but is a big thing but how about is there anything else that you know solves by you know dealing with the waste yeah well as i said waste as a resource mm. um if you can harness that waste and utilize it for something else mm. then you're saving on raw material mm -hmm. depletion so uh, uh a lot's been talked about in terms of sustainability a lot of industry and commerce has to have a sustainable business mm -hmm. there's corporate social and corporate environmental responsibilities on major plcs mm -hmm. to do to, to do their bit on protecting the environment mm -hmm. and the big buzzword now is the circular economy mm. you know the whole life cycle of waste yeah best thing to do is not generate it in the first place if you're not generating it you're not having a causal problem down the line yeah but if, i guess just getting rid of not using plastic is not that easy no you, plastic you know, is, like i said just one like like you said yeah. just one one thing but still just consider waste yeah. waste management to be a logistics game it's mm -hmm. all about accessing a volume of waste material in a certain place which allows you to economically treat it and convert it into something else mm -hmm waste doesn't transport very well well it does but it costs money mm, yeah and if you want to build a waste processing plant for plastics you might need 20 30,000 tons of infeed mm -hmm. into that facility you're not going to get that just from one particular region mm -hmm. so yeah. you have to have a logistics hub you have to have a hub and spoke arrangement whereby you're bringing in uh, that waste you're converting it you may well only convert it initially and then sell it on to somebody else to manufacture say mm -hmm plastic wood table and chairs or something like that mm -hmm. uh, but if you want to be involved in the whole value chain then traditional waste management companies are moving away from just being garbage collection businesses mm -hmm. to actually thinking about new markets and new services so that whole mm -hmm. mindset has to change in terms of identifying new and improved markets to penetrate mm -hmm. and i always use the analogy front of pipe and end of pipe mm -hmm. technology is fairly proven in the waste management game yeah and therefore if i've got a waste problem i could probably go and buy some technology off the shelf to manage that waste mm -hmm. the problem is you've got to secure the infeed i.e the front of pipe and make sure that waste comes to the plant every day of the week mm -hmm. and then whatever comes out the back end of the waste plant be it mm -hmm. energy be it a recycled waste material or other form of resource you have to have a market for that mm -hmm. without that market you haven't got that circular economy and that supply mm. chain closed down so mm. it, it it's it's not just a case of uh, proven technology you know you have to feed that pipe and you have to deal with what's coming out the back yes. end so traditional companies that deal with waste can now start thinking about uh, other business opportunities exactly with their the balance is shifting you know yeah. you you had a traditional waste collection a waste management business mm -hmm. which would just collect waste and hand it to somebody else to deal with mm -hmm. now they're seeing the value in that waste and they're holding on to it themselves mm -hmm. but they need to deploy and, and spend money capital to mm. invest to convert it so, do you so work they have with to bring the, in expertise to do yeah, that do you well. work with these companies now very much so yeah, around yeah. the globe it, it's it, it, it's all about the proximity principle mm -hmm. uh, if you can adequately deal with waste where it's been produced in your backyard mm. it's going to be a much cheaper much more efficient less of a footprint in terms of uh, carbon emission Mm -hmm. uh footprint so if you can deal with it at point of generation mm -hmm. it's much better than 
sailing that waste across halfway across the globe for somebody else to mm -hmm. deal with. And we've seen recently the barriers to the recycled uh, market uh, coming down where uh, the likes of China, India, Pakistan are closing their gates to imported wastes or imported recycled materials mm -hmm. um, because people were trying to uh, export wastes which were called recyclable but when mm -hmm. they opened the containers the other end perhaps those containers were stuffed with engine blocks and other yeah, unknown yeah, yeah, and contra material yeah. so yeah. so the, uh, the the sort of governments and the law enforcement arms of these uh, governments are, are clamping down on illicit trading of waste mm -hmm. and making sure that if you are trading waste and exporting waste it's done properly the right specification, the right material to allow it then to be converted uh, and transformed further down the line. That's very interesting because you know, it's the bigger picture is 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 a, is a lot bigger than I thought. Because you know, it's just when you start talking about wastes, you automatically think an individual just dropping their waste on on a bin and that's it. Yeah. Because uh, and then the other the other half is when you think about the developing countries having their problem, uh, talking about the the slums of of Mumbai or wherever yes. they they have a big problem, but normal individual like, like me or, or or don't don't really think about it and and now it's it's developing into a a business and opportunity like 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 we just talked about so there's um. There, there's a lot of companies that could, uh, you know, benefit from this. Mm. I think you're getting more. Uh, I mentioned the traditional waste management companies mm. having to change their strategy, business, process. Mm -hmm. A lot are merging, so the smaller regional players mm -hmm. are joining forces with others to form joint ventures where they have greater economies of scale, greater transfer of technology, transfer of experience. Mm -hmm. um, but just give you a perspective here in Finland you may well get a garbage collection from home once a week, once a fortnight, mm -hmm. if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. I've spent uh, the last 10 years in the Middle East where you have a collection seven days a week. Mm. So every day of the week, yeah. you have to have your garbage collected because of the hot climate. Oh, you can't leave yeah. the organic fraction there to fester on the roadside. So, and to put that into perspective, mm -hmm. you know, Dubai generates uh, in the region of 15 uh, thousand tons mm. per day per of day. waste per day mm. so it's a big uh, industry from a hospitality point of view there's a big residence mm -hmm. there as well and you know they have their problems in uh, managing their waste because it's going to cause environmental issues and impact if not mm. dealt with so it's common practice seven days a week to see your refuse collection garbage collection truck collecting mm. from your house but yeah. you only have that service if you're generating so mm -hmm. look back yeah. down the supply chain and you see how goods and services are packaged these days mm. you get from amazon mm -hmm. a delivery yeah. it's a, a i don't know a pen drive that's mm. double wrapped in paper a and then put in a, a, yeah. a cardboard box and then yeah. another box these sorts of practices have to stop mm. because that's the waste generating culture mm. and we've got to put some pressure on big industry and commerce to minimize generating waste minimize mm. creating the waste in the first place but how do we do that how, how can we it's all about education it's all about companies. education there's yeah. you know there's financial pressures being placed on various industries throughout europe mm. uh, there's legislation which enforces and compels industry to uh, have due regard for the packaging waste that they generate or packaging materials that they have in their business 
um, in the end of life tire business for mm. the automotives. Uh, the likes of Michelin, Pirelli, Goodyear mm. invest money in the infrastructure for waste management. Mm -hmm. So in the UK, as an example, when you go to have a tire changed on your car, mm. there's a two pounds charge, environmental charge to cover one tire. Really? That two okay. pound is used to fund the proper waste disposal of that tire and to add value to that tire. So, But that's smart, right? Very yeah. smart. Yeah. Unfortunately, some of the industry hold on to that, that two, two pound pounds, yeah. and use it as an admin charge. Yeah. But some of it does uh, filter down to the waste industry mm. to support the economics of an infrastructure to allow you to access those tires mm. to shred, granulate and convert them into something else. Mm -hmm. That's just one example. Mm. So is there anything uh, as an individual or or like a small business or owner like I am can can really do? Because you mentioned Amazon. Well, I use Amazon a lot. So mm -hmm. I uh, order stuff that I need for my business. And I'm always, like you said, there's uh, small things wrapped in twice many or third time. Many, yeah. many. So, yeah. so is there anything you I, think that... I think collectively, look, uh, it's difficult for an individual to impact an organization like mm. Amazon. However, if you can try and join forces with some pressure groups, with some local mm -hmm. uh, green recyclers, environmental uh, groups mm. within your uh, geography, your municipality, your region, um, I think you can have an impact. I think that the larger voice with more people attached to it mm -hmm. is going to have a greater impact than you knocking on the door of Amazon and saying, I'm not going to buy from you in the future because of this. <laughs> they just, they just, but the, they won't open the door and then they'll say, okay, just buy exactly, from somewhere else. Exactly. So, so, so yeah. there's a big shift in the environmental movement. Yeah putting pressure on industry and commerce to do their thing and to do better. Yeah, and I, I guess it all goes back, like you said, to the education. How yeah. do we really uh, let the young people know that this is a problem and, 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 and also at the same time that you can make business out of it? Mm -hmm. Well, it, it's interesting now. A lot of school children are teaching their parents about <laughs> yeah. the weight, about environmental issues, yeah. waste management. Unfortunately, it's taken uh, uh, another generation uh, to step up. You know, environmentally, uh, environmental sciences in the curriculum mm -hmm. are helping that. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of switched on uh, kids out there yeah. who are seeing the business opportunity, are seeing the opportunity to convert a discarded material into something useful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with access to the internet and trading. You'd be surprised. There's a f quite a few young entrepreneurs jumping yeah. on that bandwagon. Well, that's that's a good news. <laughs> <coughs> and, and I would just, yeah. uh, you know, um, uh, I, I would just recommend uh, that um, the sort of educational establishments, you know, we, we should listen more to some of the messages coming from the younger generation. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the elder generation are stuck and stayed in their way a bit. Yeah. They don't see that value. Mm -hmm. um, but I think over the coming 10, 20 years, you'll see a bigger shift where there's a greater awareness globally for what we generate as waste and what we can do with it in future. You know, the, the need to save the planet in terms of uh, not digging up uh, raw material, fossil mm -hmm. fuel, it's got to come. So there's a big renewables um, trend at the moment in substitute fuels, using waste as a substitute fuel, and it's only going to gather momentum. 
Okay, well, thank you, Paul. That was that was uh, good information about waste and 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 how how you can really make a business business out of it. And and you as a as a career over thirty years, uh, business ma- uh, waste management. And and well, thank you, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Emily. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs>